Welcome back to the Suresh Podcast. In the last chapter, we heard how Guru Hargobind would spend his time by the riverbanks, enjoying the weather and the views of the Bias River. We also heard how congregations from Afghanistan came to offer many gifts, including five really expensive horses for the Guru. That's how the last chapter ended. Chapter 46 now begins describing how the exalted Guru Hargobind, the great divine warrior, had a real interest in strong horses. He had such a love for riding them. The five expensive horses given were placed in the Guru's stable. The six were then attending to them. Guru Hargobind then rode each of them, making them run very quickly, jumping, seeing their agility. Out of the five, he really favored one. It could run really fast. It was very agile. It has such a beautiful coat to it. Guru Hargobind kept this one to ride for himself. The cloth underneath the saddle had diamonds and jewels embedded in it, which glistened so brightly. All around the edges were these diamonds and jewels. It had embroidery of gold and silver thread. Such a great horse couldn't be found anywhere else. The guru thought he just loved it. He said, "Prepare this horse." So the six placed on all the jewelry, the silk strings they bought. All the six thought this horse was so fortunate to be chosen by the guru. Its coat glistens so beautifully. It's as if it had a Kashmiri shawl, a coat. That's how subtle and soft its coat was. His two ears were short, but they're standing up beautifully. The chest of the horse was so wide. The eyes were so beautiful. The pastern of the horse, so the area just above the hoof, the pastern was so thin, but the hoof itself of the horse was quite wide. Its neck looked stunning as the horse galloped. Guru Hargobind. Would remember the exalted Guru Nanak Dev Ji and the other gurus, adorned with weapons. He would then, after remembering the gurus, mount the horse. The horse would walk and gallop so smoothly; it could go so fast. Guru Hargobin was thinking of stopping it, but would just let it loose. The horse really went for it. Guru Hargobin then comforted the horse, patted it on its back. Guru Hargobin then began testing out his jumping and exactly knew how and when to jump. It was as if it could count its stuff. Steps while moving, Guru Hargobind would just let it rip again, going quickly. What can this poet say in praise of such an amazing horse? This horse was as if it was a circus actor, which would jump with such agility. But such an actor would feel ashamed, looking at his lack of skill in comparison when looking at this horse. The horse leaves behind wind; it goes so fast. What are the poor deer in comparison? They can't run as fast. It was so in tune with Guru Hargobind's mind; it was so smart and clever. Whatever Guru Hargobind desired at that immediate moment, it would stop, move. It's as if it teaches lightning how to move so quickly. Its eyes were more beautiful than any woman's. It's so distracting and hypnotizing, like a gambler's tactic, which would delude and infatuate you. When it jumps, it brings both feet up, the front feet up to his chest. Only the back glance off the ground, like how a pearl slides across a plate or a fish smoothly cuts across in the water. That's how this horse would move. Guru Hargobind examined all aspects of the horse and was so happy riding it. He was in such bliss. He loved this horse and would keep it for himself. That horse, which would destroy the vile men in battle. Guru Hargobind looked at the other beautiful strong horses and gave one first to Bidhi Chand, who mounted up and rode it. It was as if it was the son of the wind. It looked so beautiful. He was so happy riding it. He accepted the Guru's grip, bowing down to the great Guru. Then Guru Hargobind asked for the third horse, placed a very beautiful saddle on it and cloth, and then set it off for his eldest son, Baba Gurditta. 
A servant of the Guru quickly took it to Govindval Sahib where the family was and gave the horse to Baba Gurudatta as well as giving news on the Guru to the family. The fourth horse Guru Hargobind asked for, he placed a saddle on it and jewels embedded in it and all. There was other jewelry on the horse as well. And then he had this horse sent to Pandekhan, who took the horse and was so happy with it in his heart. There was one horse left now, and it was remaining in the Guru's stable. One day, Guru Hargobind was sitting in a large divan court session with his warriors and six there in the thousands. Guru Hargobind then called out and said, Is there any Sikh here who could read Gurbani properly, correctly, according to the letters and vowels, holding those properly and reciting it loud? Listening to this, all the Sikhs clasped their hands together and said, Oh, Guru, with your grace, with your power, we recite Gurbani every day. We memorize great amounts of Gurbani for the sake of liberation. This is our daily activity, reciting it with great love. It destroys our interest in deceit and vice. Listening to this, Guru Hargobind replied, saying, That's great, and this is how we should all have love for the Guru's words. Even then, is there a Sikh, a wise Sikh here, who would recite with love, Gurbani properly. They should come, sit in front of me on my level, and recite Japji Sahib. I'll be so greatly pleased if they recite it properly. They will receive whatever they desire. There isn't anything I will not give out. Whatever they want, I'll give them that. So this is how Guru Hargobind requested, and everybody began to understand the Guru's desire. So one Gurmukh Sikh, one Guru-oriented person named Gopala, he came up to the Guru with his clasped hands and said, Listen, O compassionate Guru, if you give your servant here the permission and deliver to them your grace and strength, then I will sit down and recite Japji Sahib correctly. The nurture, the meek, replied saying, Great, sit here in front of me. So in front of the Guru, on the same level, they placed Gopala. He sat there on the equivalent type of seat of the Guru. And Guru Hargobinda said, Recite to us the proper pronunciation of Japji Sahib. Whatever you desire, you will receive from me. So Gopala then started reciting, remembering first the exalted Guru Nanak Dev Ji, the bestower of peace. He first said, Ik Onkar, and then Satanam. The exalted Guru Hargavan clasped his hands together and bowed his head towards that Sikh. He recited the Mangalacharan, the invocation, the Mool Mantra, and then he recited the six steps, bodies. With great love, he recited the seventh, Jejukchare Arja. He recited this, which causes dispassion, Varag. Then he recited the four parties related to the importance, the greatness of Shravan, listening, hearing, which describes by listening to the things related to Brahm, the Divine, one obtains great bliss. Then he recited four parties related to Manan, accepting or reflection, which he recited correctly. Then he recited Panch Pravan Pauri, wherein it speaks about Nadiasan, meaning contemplating or putting into practice. The lines Tu Sada Salam Nirankar said four times in these next four Pauris bring forth the realization of the Divine. Then the Pauris on Asank are read out. The first, which Asank Japa Sankapao, Sankapuja Sankataptao, this speaks to peacefulness in disposition. The second, Asank Murak Andakor, Asank Chor Ram Kor, this speaks to those Tamasi or dark dispositions, those people, their limits of evil no, no end. Then in Japji Sahib, the four types of Brahmgyan were spoken about. This was all recited. Then later it speaks to how the Divine is limitless, infinite. 
After it speaks to the connected nature of Brahm the Divine and the world, the Jeev, or the individuals. Slowly and slowly, Gopala was reciting Japji Sahib with great care, correctly reciting all the letters and vows. At this point, Guru Hargobind thought, what can I give Gopala when he finishes? What is the best thing I can give him which has no equivalent? And then he thought the Guru's status in the entire world, the Jagat Guru, that would be the highest. We should give him that position. That's what Guru Hargobind made a firm decision on. When Gopala recited with great love, Nanak Nadri Nadri Nihal, then Guru Hargobind was so overjoyed, he lifted his knee, getting up, to get ready to give him the tilak, the ceremony of Guruship. At that moment though, Gopala had a desire that the fifth horse that was still in the Guru's stable of great value, it remains without an owner. It's that what I should ask Guru Hargobind for at the end here. That along with an amazing saddle. I would be so delighted to mount and ride that horse. It would be like I'm experiencing the pleasures of heaven if I was riding that horse here. That which by looking at entices the eyes, it's that what I should ask for the Guru. The Guru did say, whatever I ask for, he'll give to me. When he saw the Guru had picked up his foot now, it was at that point when the illusion of the world, of the divine, deluded Gopala's mind. He was thinking that, oh, Guru Hargobin is on his way here, he's walking towards me, he's not listening to the end of the slok here. So I'm not going to be rewarded. This recitation won't be fruitful. When he thought this and looked over, he was thinking, I'm going to be empty. I'm not going to get anything. I'll be like just like as I was before. Guru Hargobind, the knower of all hearts, understood this and said, Gopala, what are you doing thinking this? What are you desiring? If one were to read Japji Sahib without any desire and recited it in the way that you were before, you would have received the throne of the exalted Guru Nanak Dev Ji, the greatness of the Guru, the Guruship of the entire world. That's why we, were, we got up to give this to you, which the three worlds would salute. What are you doing? Well, really it's not in your control. Where it's desire to go, it'll go there. But even then, your life, Gopala, is blessed. Your bondage of life and death has now been cut away. Whatever desire you had, you will now receive without any delay. So Guru Hargobind said this and then requested that that fifth horse be brought. They placed a very beautiful saddle on top of it, which made it look amazing. The horse and the saddle, the decorations now together had a value of 125,000. And Guru Hargobind, in great greatness, bestowed this to Gopala, along with many other fancy clothes, jewelry to wear, money, and much more. Gopala was so happy, he was in bliss. And after hearing what the Guru said, he was in a little regret though as well. The importance of a Sikh of the Guru to recite Gurbani with great care to each letter and vowel was shown by the Guru here. That there would be nothing in the three worlds as great as that. This is how Guru Hargobind was performing his divine play, his drama, keeping countless warriors with him close at hand. Whatever horse salesmen were coming around that area, they would go buy horses for their army. And that's how chapter 46 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how the city of Rohila gets a new name change. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Gauga